If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Welcome back to our part two chat with the one, the only Daphne Zuniga. And if you haven't heard part one, feel free to check it out. We talk about everything Melrose Place. She was on Melrose Place with Lisa Rinna. We talk about the sure thing, One Tree Hill. We cover it all. And now, and it, you know, you could listen to this part two without listening to part one, but it would make so much more sense if you listen to part one first. So check that out. And now stay tuned for part two of our chat. With the one and only Miss Daphne Zuniga. Do you think, I mean, I know you were just on the Drama Queens podcast. I mean, so fun. Right? Oh, I love them. Do you think like with all the reboots going on, like is One Tree Hill ready for a reboot? Yeah, I think everyone should be ready for a reboot. I mean, you know, I guess if it's, if there's a smart way to do it, right? Because reboots don't necessarily work or last if it's just a reboot but if there's like an interesting thing to say now and today um i mean i'd be intrigued you know to even just to watch it for sure um yeah and they're all great and 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 um one tree hill was a is it's such a special it was a really special show because of the fan base i mean that show raised this this fan base and they are so dedicated i've never we didn't have that on melrose we didn't have social media we didn't have ways to contact we didn't go to conventions i mean i think there was star trek conventions back then that's it you know so um but these fans it's really incredible to witness it to see it and to you know hear about it and now they have this podcast and i mean that show was on for nine years and these fans are still all around the world, France, Germany, they have Brazil. Um, I don't want to leave anyone out, but like the, they're, they're really big one tree hill fans still. And they're now their kids or their, you know, I do remember being on the set, I think of one tree hill or something I was on the set of, and the mom loved me from loved Melrose place. And the daughter that was right there with her was One Tree Hill. And it was so cool. Oh, I've been at this a while. <laughs> that's that's what I was going to ask you. Like, is it, does it feel like one thing or is it really just generational? Like, okay, this age group, Melrose, One Tree Hill, some Princess Vespa people over here. Yeah. Well, like when I do a con now, the dad will be Princess Vespa. The wife will be Melrose. She'll lean forward and she'll go, I love you from Melrose. I don't know what they're talking about, but you know, and then of course the kid is, the kids might be One Tree Hill. Cover all bases. This is Cover why, you bases. know. Do you, we'll do a family selfie. And you like doing the cons because you get to, you know, see the people. I love and the Like cons. you said. <clears throat> I love them. Yeah. Well, you have a con coming up. I mean, it's going to be yes. you and Josie, the set and uh, Grand, Grand Show. Show. Yeah. It's kind of the first time that we're doing one. I think we're kind of like, you know, dipping our toe in to see um, doing it as Melrose Place. Like we'll each be signing our own. So, you know, if you're one tree, if you're one tree or space balls, for sure, they'll be there. I've done Steel City Con before and it was great. Um, but then we'll do like group stuff too. And it would be great to just see them and be with them. The group photo op. Well, listen, when you possibly see me there, you will remember and, you know, I'll be, Are you going to come? I might actually. Listen, it was like yeah. you. And then I'm like, okay, I should probably go to this. You know, and you, the thing about these cons is as they get closer, people are added. So I'm not convinced, like, come on, like, where's Doug Savant, Laura? Like, these are your friends. Like, I'm not convinced yeah. that other people won't be added as it. Yes. But me- yeah. Me not going is not unlikely. Like I, I really might be there for real. Do you go? How often do you go to them? Do you? You know what it is. Here? This is truly like 
and I could have talked about the concept of fame anyway before, but like, because I do this job, I actually go to them less now. I think like this job, which I've been at for almost five years has totally changed my relationship to fame and people that are in the, cause it really, like you said, like I just, everyone's a person, you know, like we were talking before I've had Suzanne yeah. Summers on and just the list goes on and on. So you really just, I mean, I've done over a thousand interviews. Like you just, you know, wow. they say, like, you know, like they say to be like a professional, that's like to be on rote memory, it's over a thousand. So my whole kind of vision of fame and just everything has changed. So I actually go to less now, but I, st- and also I'm just busier and I'm like, it's really yeah. work for me, but I still go every now and then yeah so i went to them more but like you know this three people from melrose i'm like okay you know but i understand you're you're also human beings it's not you but it's like oh my god okay and you know i'm on the east coast i'm like this isn't so bad you know so yeah no i think um well i'm looking forward to doing it with the two of them um josie and i did an episode of fantasy Fantasy Island. island And uh, with Laura, and then of course Grant and I did. I went on his show, uh, Dyn- um, yeah, Dynasty, Dynasty. Dynasty. Um, and so there's been some. I got. I've gotten to see some of. That's really fun when you get to, you know, because we all stayed have stayed really pretty close, you know. So um, done a couple of those reunions and stuff. So we're. It's always cool to see them. What do you attribute that to? Because you guys have stayed pretty close and that's not so, you know, most of the times you punch in, you do a job, you might have one friend from your job you did 10 years ago, but like you guys really are, there's a core of you that really are close. Like, how did that happen? Like, what do you attribute that to? I don't know what you, I think it's just, um, you know, I'm not sure. I think, I think the cast members who do a TV show for a while, um, stay close. I mean, whether it's a two hander, you know, or, you know, if you go on, you guest star for a while on something, maybe you don't obviously, but I I think it's not. And that was a very formative time in all of our lives. I think we're all in our early, well, somewhere in there, Josie was 21, whereas I was, I think 30. So doing Melrose place. So, um, you know, there was some, a little bit of an age gap, but I don't know why I, I don't know why I just remember doing stuff, you know, with, with each of them. I mean, Grant and I stayed in touch and, you know, just, we did another show together. He came on beautiful people for a little bit. And, um, you know, of course not with everyone because they also have their families. Like I don't have kids, but like Laura and Doug have kids and it's, you know, good luck getting it on that schedule, on that calendar. <laughs> There's a lot. Not for email though and FaceTime at least. What about, because when jo- you you did do Fantasy Island, when Josie Vissette was doing press for Fantasy Island, she, you know, brought up a reboot and, you know, we all know that CW incarnation of Melrose Place, which you were on for a hot second, that didn't exactly go anywhere. But, you know, Josie said in an interview that, you know, to do a reboot, it really needs to be the original cast. And she implied, like, have there been talks? There, I mean, I feel it because we're asked that over the years. And so, I mean, I don't know anyone who has said, no, I wouldn't want to. I mean, we've said, yeah, I would love to do that. That would be fun. And then like Courtney's always there going, let's just get together for dinner. Like, let's at least have dinner. You know what I mean? And so we'll like, we'll have lunch. And um, I think it's just a matter. I mean, so Fox, someone would have to come up with it and Fox would have to initiate it, I think. And then, you know, we'd fall into place. I mean, I think that could totally happen. Absolutely. And, you know, we've all talked about it. I mean, I know that Darren's super busy doing stuff, but, you know, Emily and Harris and all that. And God, I mean, he's so damn prolific. I was like, what was he doing when we were living together in college that I wasn't doing? <laughs> Except for writing. I mean, he was writing, but he's so prolific. Are um, you shocked that Darren Starr is Darren Starr? Like, do you watch? I mean, are, I mean, Emily in Paris is phenomenal. Let me just tell you. It's such a, it's a guilty yeah. pleasure. It's so light. Oh, and such deep. It's great. Eye candy and it's in Paris. I mean, the guy is smart, right? Um, so uh, am I shocked that he... No, I mean, Darren has this ability to be like, to get, 
to see a topic or a group of people or a thing, whether it was, you know, uh, sex in the city. I remember talking to him. I remember visiting him in the Hamptons before that. And he said, I'm either going to go to CBS or HBO and HBO wasn't HBO that back then. Uh, I mean, was the Sopranos on it? I don't even know. I'm not sure you might know, but at any rate, and he says, I think I'm going to go to HBO, which was on one hand, a more of a risk because not everyone had HBO, but on the other hand, he wanted to do what he wanted to do and not have a network editing him and, and cramping his style. And he was so smart to do HBO because he got to do all, I mean, if it's sex in the city, you got to do what you want to do, or it would have been a very different show and probably not as successful at all. So to me, to know, like, you know, how to take something and, and the way to do it, like Emily in Paris is a different way to do it. He just goes all out from the clothes to the you know, the sassy French attitude and he knows exactly where to shoot it and what the audience wants, that entertainment. So, yeah. you know, I feel like there's something about Darren that he just knows entertainment. He just knows like, and he's done things and they haven't quite hit or whatever, but so what? That he's so freaking prolific. He just goes on and gets his next idea and makes that happen. So um, I mean, I, th I think he was doing 90210 and then he did Melrose and then um, maybe like Central Park West, which didn't really Central hit Park West. And then, you know, like he just, I don't know. I just uh, sex in the city kind of, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, that for a lot of people is their like gateway drug to everything TV, yes, <laughs> et cetera. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, um, I I look back and I think I saw I saw that colonel back when he was just a college student with me and living in this dumpy apartment. Um, I saw that uh, mentality in him for sure. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Do you know that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors, which doesn't shock me because I sit here all day working on this podcast, but what I was shocked to learn is that the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air. And in some cases, it's up to a hundred times more polluted, according to the EPA. And did you know that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths globally? That was all I needed to hear to purchase an Air Doctor. Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out 99.9% .9 of the dangerous contaminants so that your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe-easy money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code VELVET. You will receive up to $300 off their air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code VELVET.
What do you guys use for your hair? I use Lola V. You know, the award-winning hair care line founded by the one, the only Miss Jennifer Aniston. Lola V is as iconic as Jennifer is. I love Lola V not only because it works, but because of the ingredients. They're naturally derived. They're plant-based. There's no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, they're cruelty-free and vegan. My daily go-to is the restorative shampoo and conditioner. I use that every single day. But they also have post-shower glossing detangler, a lightweight hair oil, and so much more. Unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. As our loyal listeners, you'll get an exclusive 15% off with your entire order when you use code VELVET at checkout. That's 15% off your order at L-O-L-A-V-I-E.com with promo code VELVET. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Has anyone else had major drama in hiring for their business out there? How great does it feel to finally find the right qualified candidate and close out a job search? But what if I told you you'd get rid of the job search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is a great matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. I was able to hire the last ad sales rep that I hired within such a short period of time. Before Indeed, this would have taken me days and weeks, sometimes even months. Do you know that in the minute I've basically just been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide? 23 hires. Right now, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash velvet. Just go to Indeed.com slash velvet right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you guys say like, you know, you would like to be, you know, you would say yes to Melrose and, you know, Doug and everyone. Like, does anyone speak to Heather Locklear and what was working with Heather Locklear like? I text with her. I think we text with her once in a while. Um, I'm not sure who she's, who she talks to. Um, But I was wonderful working you can ask anyone on the set we've you know on the crew and on the cast that she was fantastic and and such a great person hilarious self-deprecating very funny and um I always thought god people should know how funny she is like you know what I mean like um she's funny and I mean that's kind of what she is is that humor where she goes to first. So the fact that she was playing this, you know, uptight bitch in these like tight skirts was, yeah, she could do that too, but she's also very funny. So that would have to come. That would definitely want to be a part. You want to see that more if we're to do something. I would want to see that more. What about, I know, I mean, we would want her in the reboot. I think if there was going to be one. We can call Marsha Cross. Let's just bring everyone in. Yeah. I think everyone. I think definitely Heather. We can call Lisa Rinna. Rinna? Well, you, now you're in her world for a whole other reason. I am in her world for a whole other reason, which is, I, that was my next question to you. I know before we started, you said you're not really into reality TV. Have you, look, we have Rinna, we have Garcelle, who was on Models Inc., which was spun off from Melrose. She's still on. Denise Richards was that Like, have you ever been contacted? Or has anyone thrown your name ever in? You know, they, they've, you've gone to actresses throughout the years on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You live in LA. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm not, I'm like the opposite of, I don't think that they, <clears throat> I don't think that they would think of me like that. I'm not, I mean, I wasn't married until I was 54, first of all. So housewife or, you know, and I don't have a big fancy house in the Hills and I don't wear much makeup. And, you know, I just, I wouldn't know how to do that, to be honest. And I just don't <clears throat> have the glam, but I did know, I do know um, one of the producers of it. And he said, come on, you should go on it. And I was like, I'm not going on it because it terrifies me because like you're like having lunch with the sharks. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't know what's going on in the next scene. Like 
you've talked to them. I, by the way, I do watch Beverly Hills. That's the one I watch. I watched New York for a while in the beginning, but you know, I like the OGs and and that's, and and then Beverly Hills I've watched for sure. Um, and I have a friend on there, Crystal, but um, so, and Lisa Renna, I knew back in the day, but uh, I just think it would be so terrifying to be on that. You tell me about it. You know more than I do. I what feel- is- I feel it doesn't end well, no matter what, like with the best laid intentions, it won't necessarily work out so well for you or anyone. So your gut is probably correct. I don't have a lot of secrets, but um, I think you have to lay yourself out there and you have to make the drama or something, right? So who's coming back? Who's coming back? Well, what does Crystal say to you, you know, about her experience after. Well, I haven't talked with her in a long time. And when I say friends, like through my art, her best friend I'm friends with. And so I, I would, I've been to her house. I know her husband, Rob, and um, I've been to some lunches and birthday parties with her and she's a sweet girl, sweet, young, sweet woman. Yes. I can say young woman. Cause she's much younger than <laughs> but, she just uh, turned 40, but I mean, come on to throw her into the sharks. I just feel like there's this drama that has to take place. I don't know. Is that the producers just like, uh, yes. Yeah. So, um, and Lisa Rinna is not coming back. She was great at the job. Lots of people wouldn't agree. She has, you know, do you, so was it really the fans that she did turn mean, right? She got like more and more kind of mean, but I thought that was like why people watched it. I mean, look, the fans were really against her and really wanted her off. I just have a more cynical view of the business in that, I always say I'm not sure they really care what the fans want, you know, if the if it's good ratings. And so I don't know. It really was like were the fans really not going to watch, then they would care if the advertising dollars go down. But I just I, feel I personally feel it was more like they really want an ensemble on these shows. And so when you kind of become bigger than the show, and oh. kind of suck the life out of every scene, which is really what they want you to do. It's almost like this is how I describe it. They want you to bring like your B game or maybe your B plus, and sometimes your A minus. Like if you're the A player that just dominates the whole thing, they push you there, but they do it almost like knowing that it's your end. And it's almost like you don't know it's your end, which you should because everyone has an end. But I think people get so caught up in, like kind of what we were talking about before, no shade to anyone. I think you lose sight of the fact that all your friends were let go and you're no different than they are, even though you are the central star of the show, they're kind of leading you to that plank to kind of let you jump off and then say, it is your end. That's my Mm -hmm. theory. Wow. It's like the Hunger Games. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the end is coming when, so who hasn't Kyle been on it from the beginning and she's still on it. She's a, such a perfect example of how to do the job. Like she speaks mm. up same with Garcelle, but Kyle has been there from the beginning. Kyle will come at you. If you come at her, she will get down and dirty, but she's really in the middle. She doesn't like steal the scene. She's like kind of pushes the story along. She's really good at the job. She's it's like, yeah, you have to be good at like, because that's what I was saying before, like reality TV is the opposite of reality because yeah. you are, you're, she's doing it. She's doing a game. She's doing it. And it's like with her family and it's her real feelings and it's her real this, but it's also like, so it's, you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't even know. I wouldn't even know how to do that. Honestly, I I really feel that people because like they really do throw you in, you know, they hire you and they think you'd be good, but they really don't try to push you. Well, like it's either you sink or swim. And so I really think certain people just start and you can tell right away or I can tell right away. She's a one season (laughs) wonder or like, oh, this one. (laughs) like you, you really have to understand how to do it. I think people that don't last come in and they're like, but wait, I'm showing you my real life. That's what we hired you for. And it's like, no one wants to see your real life. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I am an audience too. I watch it. So it's like, I, I know exactly what you mean. I don't, what I don't want is to see people really be mean to each other. That makes me feel sick. I don't know. I'm not the only one. I, th- I think the audience kind of wants both, right? Like they don't want you to just really see this thing that makes you feel gross. 
but they want the drama and they want to know what's really going on, like behind the scenes. There's like, people are hate watching these shows now. It's a real thing. It's very strange. Like no one's hate watching Melrose. I mean, you love to hate Amanda Woodward. You know what I mean? But- And it's a character and I'm not there. (laughs) Right. And it's a character. No, people really- hated Lisa Rinna but couldn't turn away and would talk about so it's this strange like do you really want her gone I know you think you want her gone but now she's gone so now next season when everyone says oh this is a boring show it's kind of like well this is isn't this what everyone wanted right we'll see what the ratings are huh did you watch it last season though when Lisa was on it and all that so you saw she got a little carried away I did I mean I I I think I saw all of them. I thought that um, I loved her doing her thing and being like, you know, but I also think with her mom dying and that had a real, that has a real effect. That's real life. That's steep affects you so deeply. And yet you have to somehow feed the dragon, right. Of Bravo or the show. And so I think that she kind of didn't have time or space to process that properly privately so it was happening on the show and that's you know and then you have and then everyone's there to pipe in about it and it's so I just think that's so cruel but I mean listen you're gonna do the show then those are the kind of things you have to agree to if you're if you know what I mean so um but I don't know I just I don't hate watch it. I just, I, I'm, I'm more like Marvel watch it. Like I would never, but I'm like, where is this going to go? How is she going to handle this thing? You know, do you ever get a food craving that just won't go away? I do all the time. The other day I was just craving out of nowhere Kung Pao chicken. I was so in the mood for some good Chinese. No, I don't have time to go out to my local favorite restaurant and find that and track it down. So I just turned to Cook Unity and put it on that week's menu. Cook Unity is the first chef to use service delivering locally sourced meals from award-winning chefs right to your front door every week. It's cheaper than other delivery options. I got my Kung Pao chicken that week is one of my meals, plus 15 other options. You can pick as few as four or as many as 16 meals per week. Your food arrives fresh and never frozen. It's packaged so that it can be kept in your fridge for up to seven days. Right now, you too can experience chef quality meals every week delivered right to your door. Just go to cookunity.com slash velvet or enter code velvet before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using code velvet or going to cookunity.com slash velvet. Starting is everything when it comes to fitness. I've started my fitness journey so many times, but I found it so hard to stay with and I've quit because I've never felt supported or guided. I felt like I was in this alone. That is until I discovered Peloton. Peloton helps you start no matter what level you're on. Whether you're a beginner or an advanced rider, Peloton is there for you. They've got thousands of classes to get you moving. Peloton bike instructors keep you motivated from day one. They'll show you the basics, help you take the guesswork out of your workout, and they really encourage you to build from there. I also love that you can watch your favorite TV shows, and it's just so great. You're so entertained while you're riding. And they even have artist-themed rides. So Friday after a hard week at work, it's me, it's Peloton, and it's Taylor Swift. But hey, if you don't like Taylor Swift, don't worry. They have so many other artists to choose from. So wherever you're starting, get moving with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at www.onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. I agree. And you're right. Like you're losing a parent, like a mother- you could say what you want, but right. You're in the middle of it while you're filming this with millions of people watching. And it's a combative atmosphere. It doesn't matter who you are. That fucks with your mom. Yeah. And I think that some people on these shows are more willing to, they just don't care. They don't care what it, what they say does to you. They don't care what it, you know, and then some people do have a little, they do care a little bit more. Some of the cast members. So you know what I mean? Like some of them are uh, just, which I guess is good reality TV. You know, you're just like a hot wire. You don't know what, they don't care what's coming out of their mouth. So I guess they're all kind of like that actually at, at times, but don't you feel like some of them care a little bit, maybe only when yeah. it's them. I don't know. I don't know. It's, 
I, I feel some care. Is there a part of this business other than reality TV that you haven't done that you would still want to do? Um, I would like to do and have an interview show myself. I think I'd like to try that, you know, and like, I've had a couple ideas. Um, one being more, I mean, I, I have interviewed people for magazines and things over the years. And I did start two documentaries that I didn't never finish, but I interviewed people for them. One, one was on spirituality and one was on fame. I went and I interviewed, um, it was so long ago, Hanson, the singing group when they were little boys, Wow. <laughs> we were at, we were at a, an Oscar party and there was all Gloria, all Gloria Allred was there. I interviewed her and I interviewed Hanson and, um, I was just so, fascinated by what we were talking about the fame thing you know and um and what it did to does to us psychologically and so um but then I did one on spirituality and interviewed some wonderful spiritual teachers and buddhist teachers and meditation teachers and authors and um so I loved interviewing people I love that uh so yeah I'll probably come for your job you can come from, you can <laughs> co-host. I actually had Gloria Allred on this podcast and I oh, you did. Her. It was like, you know, I don't like you talk about, I very rarely get, like, I was like a little, you know, I was like this is Gloria sure. Allred. Like, this is no, like, you better. If when was, a question, this? was uh, it during me two years? Cause she was like, I was right. It was like after that, it was after that, but it wasn't like yesterday. So it was not in the beginning right. of my career, but it was, you know, a good many, many shows ago. So I was still maybe. What greener. did you talk to her about? Well, we definitely talked about the Netflix documentary. We talked about like, you know, just misperceptions and like a lot of her career and, hmm. you know, some of her cases and trying to remember, you know, just like, yeah. I mean, if I was, saw Gloria Allred coming from me. I mean, I would run. So just like yeah. that, like, you know, people yeah. are afraid of you. And like, I mean, I think she enjoys that. So, and just like, look, she's a badass, right? So just like, just she one of those. First. She was the first out there to when not everyone else was, you know, going after very powerful people. And she was standing up for women that didn't have a voice and no one wanted to hear from. Right. And just addressing some of the misperceptions. I think there's, you know, her naysayers say, you know, it's all grandstanding. You know, there's always a press conference. You're in it for the money. Just like, let's address these like things, which I'm not saying. I'm just saying like, you know, this narrative is out there. What do you say to that? Mm -hmm. Sometimes which you're just like, please don't shoot the messenger, Gloria. Right. She was one of the ones where I was like, I better behave myself during this particular interview because yeah. Know, you know, with my law degree and everything, I mean, I am right, Gloria yeah. Allred could eat me for breakfast. And but I you know, the, how come like there's a lot of male lawyers who are out there? They're always having press conferences. They're representing like, you know, they take the big cases. It just feels like that's a very competitive field as well. And like, you know, they're always just and sharp and doing the press conference and no one says a thing. They go, well, that's his lawyer. Of course, he's having a press conference. That's so a good point. I think like there's a there's always that double standard. We're not used to seeing women do what men do constantly. <laughs> That's a good point. Now, I just I think I was in awe. I mean, I said at the end, I was yeah. like, I'm just so in awe of you. <laughs> like, I don't know how yeah. this has happened here today. Oh, cool. Yeah, she was great. Do you you know, do you have any ideas where, you know, your character from Melrose would be like, where would Joe be to, if there was a reboot? Where would she be today? Do you think about this, Daphne? She would have done, she would have done a lot of trauma recovery, <laughs> trauma therapy, um, maybe still in it and maybe not. I mean, it is Melrose, so probably not have completed it successfully. So she's, um, you know, you have to be still a little uh, messed up from those years, I would have to say. Um, but I feel like uh, she would be, well, so she would have been a career, pursued her career. But then, of course, she did have that child and gave him up for adoption. So I don't know if she would have 
sought him out to meet, you know, to meet him or if he would have come to meet her or and what that would have been like. Um, I relate to Joe in that aspect of not necessarily seeing life as I have to get married and have kids at all. I was always like career and I didn't get married until three or four years ago. I mean, we were together for 15, but um, still I was in my fifties or forties when we got together. But my point is um, Joe, I think is like that, especially after all the guys that she went through there and this horrible relationships, I think she's gun shy. And um, I just don't see her living in the suburbs, married with kids. And, and yet if she showed up like that, there's, that could be cool because there's, she, she wouldn't last for long. I think, you know what I mean? Like, cause those years that you, I think they informed all those characters. Like they had an effect. They had to have had an effect. The damn building blew up. You know what I mean? They were like, I mean, just trauma after trauma. So it'd be interesting because yes, it was a heightened drama show. So there's this, uh, you know, it wasn't your basic straight drama. It was like a nighttime soap, they called it. So it's, yeah. uh, so, but it would be fun to merge that with, uh, and I think it would be funny to merge it with like, it's not full on just soap opera. I don't know. It'd be fun to like nowadays, what's now like to really imagine her as a real person. So let's say she, we meet her and she is living in the suburbs with, you know, a husband with a, with a nice normal job and her two kids. And, um, but what's churning inside of her doesn't, can't stay, can't do that. So that would be a really cool story. She has to get back to the apartment building somehow. I mean, I'm still envisioning this somehow where everyone's living. I don't know. Maybe we could do like a cul-de-sac, like Knott's Landing, but somehow you guys have to, this apartment building has to be part of it, I guess. Totally. Totally. I think Maybe. it was like a vort, like the Bermuda Triangle. It was like a vortex of just something. Shit went down there. <laughs> it's just somehow we're going to have to have a crazy Kimberly Shaw. I still want a crazy Dr. Kimberly. We don't have to blow up the building again, but something's got to happen yeah, like that. Totally. Anything else that I didn't cover that you want to cover? I mean, I could talk to you for hours. I could talk to you about the concept of fame. I could talk about, I mean, you're going to have to come back. Well, I'll come back and you're, are you going to, oh, you don't know if you're going to come to Pittsburgh. I mean, right now, if you ask me today, I mean, I'm definitely coming. Like I really, you know, I was like, okay, I haven't done a convention in a while. Last convention I did was like, so when I do a convention now, it has to be like yeah. multiple reasons. So like the nineties, they just had this huge nineties convention. Oh, where was that? I think it we, was in uh, Hartford, Connecticut, which yeah. I, 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 I think Melrose is prime for that. Yeah. I think we've, we're going to, we've talked, we've talked to them. Um, but it wasn't, uh, far enough in advance to do that one, but they do other ones. That company does they, other ones. They do other ones. They do one every, there's one in Florida in September, but they do one in March every, yeah, they do one in March every year in Hartford, Connecticut. And so like they had big casts, like they had like from 90210, they had like Tori. So it's like one person says yes. And they like Tori Spelling, Jenny Garth. Is it successful? Is it like a big convention? Packed. Because Packed. like you get, and then Jason Priestley and then Shannon Doherty was there. It's like the whole cast. That's so cool. then, but then they did the same thing for like Sabrina, the teenage witch and say, but I, I was saying Mel, like Melrose yeah. should be here. It's like, it's like in, not everyone, not everyone has to say yes, but it was like literally like five to six people per cast. You well, only I have was, three. We'll, you we'll do one. We'll for sure, sure going to get on that one. I, I mean, I know a few of us because it was basically, you know, Grant and I were talking because we're still in touch. And <clears throat> I was saying I do these, but I do them solo as for space balls mostly. Um, but he was interested. And then we talked to Josie and um, and I still talked to Laura and Doug. They would be into it. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is that happened too late, but I, we're talking to our agent is talking to that company and there might be another company. I'm not sure, but they want to do it with enough time so that they can, you know, announce it and stuff. So I don't know if we're going to do that one in September. I'm not sure. If not, but maybe the March one, because I'm telling you like people like, I mean, it is 
packed. Like I've never done Steel City. I would imagine it's busy, but it's maybe smaller than this one. This one is like, because it's like, I forgot the other shows, but it wasn't even like, 90210 was the big show. It was like Saved by the Saved Bell. Saved by the like, Bell and uh, Head of and, the Cloth. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> and then, well, and then they throw like boy banders of- in there. They have like people from NSYNC and they do throw a little music in there and they throw wow. like Alicia Silverstone was there. Clueless was there. So it's like, it really oh. is a hodgepodge, but the TV shows really do well and i'm like why are we having 90210 and everyone like melrose should be here so yeah let's just let's just okay, put that out cool. there well we will i think it's for sure i think it's just a matter of people not being <clears throat> attuned i think thomas i think some people have done them solo but we just haven't you know Schedules. like i said i should i should have brought up the group while ago because i've been doing it you know so yeah for sure so um we will we will for sure. I want to get on that. So I might be seeing you put it on the to-do list. I think I will be at the Pittsburgh show. I'm going to leave the Hamptons and come to Pittsburgh. Well, no pressure. I know you're busy. No, no, no. But it it really was truly on my list of like, you know, because it was like, I forgot who was there first. And when I saw it was all three of you, I'm like, and there is, there's some other people there that I was like, this could be interesting. I feel like Mike Tyson's going to be there. That's interesting. Mike Tyson's going to be there. Yeah. I know. Just Someone random. Else that, um, I was looking recently. Marissa Tomei, I think, is no. now going. Marissa. Marissa Tomei. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no. So, and I don't know if they're going to bring others from our cast. We'll see. We'll see. I have no idea. This is our first time doing it. So. Um, it's it's going to be good. And this would be a good one to come to. And then um, I'll just put it out there and sell it a little bit but just it would be because it is smaller i mean it's not a small show pittsburgh i've done it before it's a good size but yeah it's not like cram packed lines forever and you know it's not going to be like like it sounds like hartford was i don't think but i think it's going to be a busy show and there'll be like a joint photo op so for everyone listening who wants like it'll be you yeah. and josie and grant with a, yeah that's, we'll do probably solos and joint you know um but yeah that's all we i love that so far Princess yeah. Vespa fans can stop by, you know, I remember meeting you at a convention once and I was like, yeah, I know. Like I'm, I might be the only, everyone might want to talk to you about Princess Vespa, but I would like yep. to talk to you today about Melrose. That was the first time. And then I saw you in New York at the GMA thing. And then maybe, I don't know if there was another one. Where was that first one? Was that Rhode Island? There, That was one of them. It was like Rhode Island, I think, was that it? Yeah. Ro- yeah. It was definitely Rhode Island. Yeah. It was definitely Rhode Island. I yeah. get into these things. I really do. You have you. I'm telling you, you have a good, as I told you, I spend like an hour with someone and then like, I'll see them somewhere else. And I'll be like, and I'm not going to, you know, mention this. Just one thing has nothing to do with another, but you have a very, <laughs> you have a very good memory. I, I try to, I you. try to make it not about me, you know? So there you go. But I you try to not say like I have a whole show and I have my own podcast and yeah. Certain people yeah. look at I you. have three homes. I live in the Hamptons. No, see, you sound you like make such it a, about us. That's what I love about you. It's all about, <laughs> you know, it's your convention. It's all about you and your amazing body of work. <laughs> so but anytime you want, because I mean, some of these other topics are so interesting to me too. And you should read Justine Bateman's book on fame. It's so interesting. She cool. just, she just did a new one on like, she's so smart, by the way, talk about Mensa. I know that girl's a genius. She's really, she just did, she got a degree in like computer programming sciences in a UCLA or something. She's really outspoken now about like, then I don't really, I'm not up on it. Like the whole artificial intelligence thing about how it's like going to replace actors. And she's talks about this. Like I, it's above my head. Like, I mean, just cause I haven't really focused on it, but yeah. That's a big thing with her. And she just wrote a book on like women's faces and aging and Hollywood and how she wrote a book on that. Yeah. Uh It's called, I think it's called faces and just like, you know, she's like, I will not get work. No shade to anyone who gets work. I have a bunch of needles in my forehead, but that's a whole nother story. But she's just very much like, you know, just this, this stuff that we like to talk about that we were just talking about, just like business and having a natural face is a good thing to a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, that's a whole other topic. I know. See, see, I'm I'm giving you ideas for your own interview podcast when you have it. 
I will share your social so everyone can follow you. And I do really appreciate you taking your time. And I will remind you it's me when I see you in Pittsburgh. I'll remember. Okay. I'll remember. Thank All you. Right, sweetie. Well, this has been fun. Thank Anytime. You. Keep in touch. When's yeah. the, when's the, one of the Beverly Hills, one of the housewives coming back? Beverly Hills, 11-1. And you have the new New York, which is coming, which I'm not overly Is it the OGs about. or is it new no, people? No, it's all new people. I don't care about them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure that I care about them either. But 11-1, mark your calendar. The Beverly Hills will be back without Miss Lisa. And who's Renna. new on there? Oh, you said Denise and who else? Denise is going to come back and make an appearance. But Anne-Marie Wiley, she, do you know her? Her husband is, he played for the NFL, I think. Okay. I never really heard of her. I know when it comes to sports, that's where you lose me. But I met See how she does, how she did. That is above my head. Um, But her, I met her and she seems very lovely, at least to me. Let's wish her luck. I wish her. Lovely ones. I, uh. I worry about. (laughs) Crystal is still hanging in there and she's in there. (laughs) Yeah. She's done. She walked the fine line. I think she got her, you know, at least on social and stuff. She's, she's very um, honest. She says what's important to her. And, you know, she has, she has a career now, just like her husband has a big old career and they do, you know, and they're great people. And, but she, she's like, walks that fine line, you know, of part of the group does the Beverly Hills thing, the cast thing, but then she also, is very um, heartfelt and gets things out there that are important to her, which is cool. I guess they all do that. I don't know. It's not that unusual, I guess. It but- could be like a great platform, right? Like if you know how to use it and you, like the key is if I was giving anyone advice, I would be like, do, do it. I know I always say in my next life, I'm going to start like a, I mean, we're not doing this because I have no time, but like I would start a consulting business for like, this is what you do to get hired. This is what you do your first year. This is if you just treated it like a job, but I mean, the problem is most of them are not actresses, so they don't right. understand. But if they just punched in, clocked in, did the job, yeah. fought, it is more real than being an actress, sure, but then leave it. It's the problem is they take it so, like to me, this is just me. If I yeah. was hired for the job, yeah. I wouldn't care what you said about me on social media. I would say, as long as this check cleared, this is the job I was hired to do. I don't care. They don't. And that's when it starts to make you literally lose your mind. Well, that is why Lisa Rinna was on there for so long. That's what I mean. Like she, she was an actress. She did soap. She did Melrose. She was an actress and she was a, she knew, you just know it intuitively. You step on, you step on the, they say action, whatever the cameras are rolling. You kind of know you go into a, a, another place and that's what i think she did really well i that's agree she's done it for so long you know like because you I... want to be entertained at the end of the day the audience wants to be entertained it, you know the like i think i don't know and you want to sustain that entertainment you want to sustain that interest so it's not just about going in and slapping people around that doesn't sustain a lot of people maybe some people well but that's lisa's defense of like I did this job great. Like no matter how it turned out, or I mean, first of all, eight years, I would say is a success story, but right. Like days of our lives in Melrose, those are two great training grounds for this. For this kind of drama, right? For, (laughs) yeah. I thought she was great. I mean, I thought she, you know, so that's, but I think I agree. I think she knew how to turn it on and then, you know. But the other thing is, David, I'm thinking, the shows themselves have morphed. Okay. So they've changed. I mean, when you first came on, there was the audience and then there was like the New York housewives, even though people didn't know who the hell they were, they got to know them. And okay, this one's drunky. This one says, doesn't have an inner edit. This one's stuck up. This one's, this shouldn't, it's not fancy, whatever. But there was still like, they over there had a show. But now with the social media, it's morphed into half of it's online, right? On with all the blogs and stuff. So yes. So it's a different animal. And so you're gonna have to play it differently, I guess. They are. I don't know. 
It's a different animal. Most of it's, I mean, at least half of it's online. I mean, the stuff that really is happening is not even on the show. And so like, it's this weird, you know, these things, but then it's not on the show. And then it does come up at the reunion. It is a weird, right. The lines between like the viewer and the people on the show, it's especially because you're not actresses and you're real people. It's really blurred. It's really blurred. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, this is why maybe you're not running to go sign up for something like no, this. No, I can't. I, oh, God. No. Well, but I wonder, like, is there a way to have, I don't know. Does anyone want to see the housewives that are, like, nice to each other? No. No. But then <laughs> there's, like, a Kyle. I mean, granted, Kyle takes it personally, too. But, like, I think she just, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really am, like, just don't take it personally. Just put right. it all out there, fight, bring the drama, and then just turn it off. I really think Rinna did that up until the end. I think she was really great at it. I think she knew what she was doing all along for all of those seasons. Yeah, plus our our subconscious calls the shots. I think maybe she, I don't know. I haven't read anything that she has said. I don't know online. I don't read any of the comments or anything, but um, I just, maybe she just wanted, she was done. She was just, maybe she was done just subconsciously, even if that's, I don't know how it went down or anything either. I don't know, but, but maybe, you know, she's just ready to move on. And it's, it's, it's a deal with the devil, you know, that check clears but you're playing with your psyche and your food is the psyche and people are eating it, you know, and they're having an opinion about it and it's having an effect on you. And it's like, you're not, there's no free lunch. It's not like, Oh, the checks are clearing and I get to just, you know, no, you paid, you paid today. You paid today. And I agree about the psyche. Like we all do that. Like where you don't really want to quit a job because then it's like, you know, wait, I gave all this up, but you just psychologically get yourself to a point where you're like, okay. And I kind of really did want this, even though maybe I didn't, but you, right. I think it's like your psyche is like protecting you of Mm -hmm. like, this is what you really want, whether you know it or not. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I don't know. My other job I'd be, I wouldn't be a therapist because I don't have the patience that like therapists have. They have such patience. I have no idea. Anyway, I could talk to you all afternoon, but um, yeah. You'll come all back. Right. <laughs> okay. You'll come back. I know I, 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 I could talk to you all afternoon too, but thank you so much. This has been yeah. a pleasure. I've wanted to talk yeah. to you for a long time. So I very much appreciate your time. And oh, I'm really glad that you reached out and uh, I'm really glad. So we'll do Me it. Me too. I'll keep in touch. Come back and I'll see you in okay. Pittsburgh. Okay. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.